Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good morning, Lincoln. Doesn't this feel nice, pleasant? Day one of the Jack Mitchell vacation. So this is Jack's friends. This is Jack's friends. I'm Caleb Henry, and when we get to Jack's friends, we bring in Doug Fitzgerald. (laughs) Doug, thanks for waking up this morning. Good morning. This is nice. And that voice you heard, yes, Mark Vale is back. Bonjour. Oh. I cannot wait to get to a 710 segment, and I want to hear your Italia chaps. Uh, Not any? None? Oh, I'll come up with one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's one. We had one place where the internet was really bad. <laughs> but we've got a little bit of a pseudo request line Wednesday right now. I did this. This is one of my favorites. Summer solstice hits at uh, 8.58, I believe it is. Yes. Central time. And, Fi- th- and then, starting tomorrow, the days get shorter. Finally, the start of summer can be here. It hasn't felt like summer at all. We haven't been to the pools. We haven't been to the beaches. It hasn't felt like we've been there at all anyway. But glad to have a... uh, Sorry, 9.58. 9.58. This morning or tonight? Uh, This morning. This morning. All right. Hey, right after the show. There we go. Close out your spring with us on uh, on LNK Today. Uh, Full show still. No Jack, but that doesn't mean that that we stop everything going on. We'll still get to your sound off 635. What chaps your hide Wednesday? I will have a Facebook post going up here momentarily. Jack being gone means sometimes things get forgotten. That was one of the things that immediately got forgotten. So we'll have that up. You can also always... Give us a phone call during the segment, 402-479-1400. That's also the text line. Send those in at any time with a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, the final What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday of spring 2023, morning drive at 735. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird going to be on at 810. And then John Bishop from the College World Series to close out the show. They have had a heck of a first uh, several days and potentially could find out one of those championship series teams today or both depending on how those games go but first mark vale i'm so happy to see you in here is that you being <laughs> Why? here Why? you being here meant i got about 30 minutes extra of sleep right now <laughs> it was very helpful for me and how so, i wake up so it is to your sleep that i'm the most valuable a hundred percent there are things you do for the station, and I'm sure there are things that that you do for for your marriage and for you. Thank you for the sleep, Mark. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, uh, let's see. Monday morning into late or very very early Tuesday morning, there wasn't a lot of sleep. <laughs> that yeah, was, that was a long flight day. Well, so so how did the? I've never flown international. How does how does that work? Are you just boom 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 uh, between oh, no. places? Are long layovers? No, uh, well, there was one long layover about five hours in London, but uh, you have to get to the airport so uh, so far in advance. Usually, about two and a half, three hours. We were in Napoli, also known as Naples, and then took a flight to London, five hour layover, eight hour flight to Chicago, and about an hour long line in customs. <laughs> you no, know, that was awful. Change terminals, and uh, 
and an hour 20 flight back to uh we we were on into omaha because of the uh the flights that work for us so do the do the flights 20, in Europe six hours when you go back and forth in and out of Europe? Is it pretty pretty quick? Well, it's uh, it's yeah, it's quick uh, quick depending on your destination. I've heard uh, that we flew through Madrid going over, and it was two and a half hours from Madrid to Naples. So that's just across Spain and part of the Mediterranean. So it's mm. about a thousand miles, uh, a little over a thousand miles from Naples up to London. So you know, some fairly good distances in there. But there's a lot of air. I mean, those airports are crazy this time of just year. Just busy, busy, busy. Oh, it's just people all over. You didn't get a chance to just high five Jack Mitchell, right? Because you got back and you you were resting yes. up yesterday. Yes. So no, no, no airport high five for you guys. No, as a matter of fact, I don't even know where he's flying out of. I don't know where he's. Well, flying I out. do too. He's flying out of Lincoln. Oh, Remember okay. He, he told Very us cool. that he's going to get to see the new uh, terminal. Which is phenomenal, by the way, because you and I both, we had that Thursday, Friday off together because I flew down to Orlando. That's right. So, and you've seen the new uh, new facility. It's gorgeous. I like it in there. I, I like it in there, those Redway flights. And they'll have, is it this week that they're getting a couple more rolled out? I believe so, yeah. So so it'll probably be and, if I... And I, uh, saw, I saw an email the other day that said they had some $11 fares yeah, to so, a couple of wow. destinations. So they'll send out those emails. You can sign up for those at, it's I think it's goflyred.com, uh, which is the, the Redway website. They will also, they have a button on there that's called Deal Alerts. Yeah, and yeah. They there will be eleven dollar flights, twenty three dollar flights. Now yeah. that's that's just you to get on, and obviously from there you pay more if you want priority boarding, if you want carry on checked bags, all these different things. Right. But still, but that starting price at eleven dollars as opposed to fifty, sixty, seventy dollars, it's quite a savings. Hmm. Yeah, especially if you can go on a short notice. Right. Yeah. If it's all said, okay, well, I've got me. Let's take one carry on. Let's head out for the weekend. Yeah, or if it's cheaper, FedEx your stuff to the hotel you're going to stay at and, <laughs> and just walk on. Ah, you you are always with the creative ideas. Uh, Doug, haven't had you in on the morning. How have things been going? It's been a few. It's been a few months. I tell you what, it's weird um, going to bed when it's light out and mm-hmm. waking up when it's starting to get light out. Mm-hmm. I I still can't get used to that. But My- being the longest day, <laughs> hopefully by the end of next week. Maybe it'll be a little bit darker when I wake up or go to bed. One of the two. My wife actually asked me yesterday, said, why was it starting to seem like it was it was light out when you left for work? And <laughs> I, know, I was like, I know, cause well, it is. <laughs> I guess, like, do we need to do, go into science? Like, because that's kind of what's <laughs> happening here. And it'll get shorter. The days will start to get shorter. And, um, and, and we'll all start to see that as it goes right now. That is... That is rough putting some kids to kids to oh, bed, being like, "Why?" Like they know, they know it's super bright out that they should still be up and crazy. But and we've got a crazy one at home, but that's why you get those blackout curtains. True, Mark. Since you are back in the newsroom, uh, and anything anything big going on this morning we need to know about? A couple of things happened yesterday. I haven't been able to to get any details uh, from duty command, but I think we'll. Uh, Probably hear them at briefing today. Uh, one, according to uh, the uh, blotter that I read online, was an attempted kidnapping and uh, fear for life. Uh, that's all we. That's all I've been able to glean from it. Uh, there were several reports of, of uh, an instance of some kind of a threat at, at a Lincoln residence. So, but nobody uh, was able to give us any further details. So I'm expecting that at duty command. So okay. we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, a couple of other uh, 
more less uh, severe things. So uh, I think the biggest thing probably is the sports betting gets underway tomorrow. Yep, I'm yep, sure we, you've talked about that. Yep, we spent a good amount of time yesterday talking about that, and I know that's actually three o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, three o'clock tomorrow, and I believe that's who is going to be on the Dan Parsons show today. They're going to go. Oh, is that Lynn McNally? Yep, yep they're going to okay. be going into a lot of that this evening on on Dan Parsons show. No, so that. Will that be in time for the finals of the World Series? I thought I just heard yeah. today that yes, they might. Yes, it, it, yep. it yep. will. So, matter of fact, I read that in the news story. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I, I heard I, it. I was like, wait that's a minute, where I heard it. You, you just said it. I know what it's like to to Mind go. Mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> I've got this script. I read what it is. None of it actually. There was no comprehension happening. Here. Well, it didn't stick as, <laughs> as much as some. Uh, but yeah, so so we've got a pair of games today. If both of the teams coming out of the consolation bracket, losers bracket, elimination bracket win. That'll force another game. And the uh, the final game of the, the championship would be on Monday. So there's oh, that's so, well within. Yep. So you've got the whole weekend coming up. And obviously we'll we'll hear more about that College World Series with John Bishop later on in the show. But yes, plenty of time to get in a major sporting event that's here in the state and because it's not involving an in-state team, that means you will be able to place wagers on it. But then from there, you'll get into, oh, another thing tomorrow evening. And I don't know if they'll they'll have any of this action there, but you'll have the NBA draft Thursday evening. Um, yep. I, I know some people venture into that. But then from there, it gets into, it's Major League Baseball until you get to the fall. Uh, ABC News last night, Robin Roberts, and I think it's going to be aired on Good Morning America this morning. Uh, she had an interesting uh, little bit on the suspected number one draft guy from uh, France, I believe. Wen Binyama. And uh, he, was, he was quite a, uh, a humble um, individual. Yeah, any, anytime I, I've, I've heard him talk, it is it has come off very humble. He's he's a seven-footer. Wow. He can seven shoot the ball. Plus, isn't he? He, yeah, seven-plus. Uh, he, can, he can handle the ball. He can shoot it. This is your... You know you're getting the number one pick to the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> then it becomes okay, who is it after that? But this is this is one of those guys, and maybe you saw a little bit of it with Chet Holmgren, uh, who's also about a seven footer and could shoot the ball, but a little bit injury plagued. You wonder how they transition from at least for this guy coming from Europe, how he transitions from playing over there to the more physical play of the NBA. We'll we'll see, but yeah, it is interesting to see some of these people that are supremely talented, also have have wonderful personalities, and at least so far, have it not go quite to their head. <laughs> How does a transition work? Is it is it pretty good from the European League to it, the NBA? It, de- it depends. It depends on the player more than anything. Right. Like you you saw the Denver Nuggets just win an NBA title for the yep. first time in franchise history, led by a Serbian. Yep. Uh, and and so you get. Uh, you get the Joker there, and and he coming out of Europe, it did not look like his game would completely transition over because it looked like slow feet. It looked like a body that that wasn't going to be able to hold up. But what does it look? Oh, he's changing the game with how he is. So it depends so much on some yeah. of those players coming over and how they develop. Um, even uh, Antetokounmpo up in Milwaukee, a guy that just didn't look like physically he was going to be able to hold up. But he's developed. He's changed his game a little bit. He's adapted, and that's what you see come over here. So that, as we talk about the war horse, that'll probably be the biggest thing for Thursday, and then College World Series. 
But uh, as I looked up a number of things that you can place like futures on, imagine the, NFL the, isn't is going to be there, yeah, isn't it? There's there's plenty of NFL stuff on there. Your Super Bowl winner, your AFC NFC winner. You've got college football. Who's going to win the national title? Who's going to win the Big Ten title? The Big Ten division. Who is? Uh, you've got for Nebraska. You're over under on win total. You have the first two games are out with their point spread. And it's eight and a half both games. Nebraska's the underdog and then they're the favorite. So and, of, and of course we'll have the NHL. I mean, and of course, yes, you've got NHL. You've got cricket on there. <laughs> you've got all kinds of stuff. So so we'll see exactly because we were able to find the the website, the catalog for a for a number of these yesterday, and boy did it take some searching because I've never really heard of Cambia. Cambia, I, I still haven't got a, an exact pronunciation for it, K-A-M-B-I-A, and it looks like it's the software behind a lot of the sports books, but that's going to be the sports book um, as, as they're partnering and running stuff here in Lincoln. What exactly is that going to look like? Because what does it look like when you get to the kiosk? What does it look like when you when yeah, you go up to the, the window? There's 10 kiosks, yeah. by the way. Yeah, 10 kiosks. Not the kiosk, a kiosk, yeah. I guess would be the way to say that. And they had also mentioned that you'll be able to prepare everything when you get to getting to the window or a kiosk on your phone on the Warhorse app. So how what exactly is that going to look like when everything really gets rolled out at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon? So there's going to be a learning curve. That, yeah, there will be a learning curve for everybody. Um, I nominate so, Doug to be our trainer. Yeah, Doug, you, you get us out <laughs> yes, there. You t- be our correspondent out there. I will. I haven't one been shot, there. one life, one big bet. One big bet. Have you guys been out to the facility yet? I have not. I have not. I've I have just not driven either. by I'm it. Gonna do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going today. Okay. I'm going to do it. Well, tomorrow at 3 is the time to go check it out. Well, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I would see what type of uh, information they have available for the app and things like that, yeah. whether you mm-hmm. can download the app and get ready. And- I have the app downloaded. Oh. I have the Warhorse app downloaded. Okay. There's just there's nothing available, at least when I looked, when I downloaded it yesterday, nothing available for what they have with the sports book. Here's, here's something interesting as we talk about the, the state of Nebraska and this sports book here at the Warhorse, and that opening up, and this was already the first casino that opened up as they rolled stuff out. They're changing the casino license. It, they're trying to get it transferred from Hastings to Ogallala. That was just announced yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. So you've got in central Nebraska, you already have Fauner Park in Grand Island. Hastings was going to have a casino there as well, and... Hmm. The difference between those two plays would be like 40 minutes. I think in Hastings, maybe they realized that, that they weren't going to be able to draw anybody down there or pull enough people up from Kansas. Because that's not like the populated area of Kansas either. <laughs> well, that's and, south of Hastings. And, and Ogallala, you've got, you've got the natural uh, connection there between uh, Denver and Rapid City. You're yeah. on I-80. You're just north of the Colorado border. Uh, you can get into northwest Kansas. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. In a lot of ways. And a lot of people are going to McConaughey this time of year. Yeah, yeah, there are. there. In in a lot of ways, when you get out to, and we we just drove to Cheyenne a few months, or uh, about a month ago or so, for, for my sister's graduation uh, at, at Wyoming. And on our way out there, obviously, you get further out there, and there's Sydney. But for a lot of people, Ogallala is like that last great stop. 
Yeah, they've, they've actually got some great uh, facilities there and a couple of good restaurants downtown. We actually stopped at one of those restaurants yeah. on the way back. Yeah, that was pretty good. I spent some time. We had a, a supplier in my former job that uh, was based in Oklahoma. All As right. a matter of fact, our software supplier for our on-air systems at Broadcast House is based in Oklahoma. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> got a great facility there and great people. Uh, so, By the way, I, I checked it out. Wemba, Wembenyana, is it? Wembenyana. He's listed at 7-3. Seven, 7-3, three. Seven, three, that's wow. what it is. 7-3. That's going to be interesting. So we'll we'll see what all of that rollout I, looks like I, for, for I, the War Horse. I do have a question, though. Now, this pro, um, what is it, a pro volleyball team coming into Omaha? Yeah, the pro, pro volley, what, Nebraska pro volleyball up in Omaha. Now, you'll be able to bet on them, correct, because it's not college? Because they're not college. That would be that would be my assumption as well. So, so what about things like the... the uh, Lincoln Stars in the Grand Island, uh, the Tri-City Storm. Hmm. I'm so curious on that as well because that's a development league and those players go on to play in college. So the USHL is very much, it's like it's high school. Right. Like, like, like hmm. It's like high school plus right, but is, I think- is what I would call it. But I would assume because of the way those things run differently, you can't go to Lincoln East and buy a beer. Right, right, but you can at the stars. But but you can if you go watch the stars in the uh, the Des Moines Buccaneers play. Yeah, like so. I'm going to be curious to see how that shows up on there. How Nebraska pro volleyball, how Union Omaha, the the soccer club up there, how Lincoln uh, Salt Dogs, right? All all of those things that become and, a little bit more local that you have here that probably Vegas isn't putting a line on the Salt Dogs against Winnipeg. <laughs> tonight you know maybe against sioux city but maybe against sioux city but so so is that going to be something that becomes available here because we have a connection with those teams because they are local that's that's a good question we'll have to wait and see we'll find out more tomorrow at three and uh we'll find out a lot more in the sports cast coming up after a break that's mark vale doug fitzgerald and i'm caleb henry telling k today with jack's friends We've got no problem still filling a show. Stick stick with us here on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Rolling along on this Wednesday. About 30 minutes from now, about 35 minutes from right now, we'll get into your What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. You can send those in, 402-479-1400. I do have a Facebook post made. (laughs) We've got politics as a post on there. That didn't take very long. As soon as I got that, within about 15 minutes, we've got politics. We've got Hunter Biden on there. <laughs> not, not, not to give away what, what, uh, what we'll mention at 710, but you guys who know how Watch Apps Your Hide Wednesday works, you guys get it. You get the segment. So get on there on the Facebook page or with the KLI and text line, 402-479-1400. But because it is the sound off, 
Let's go ahead and just start right there. Hunter Biden pleading guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges related to his tax filings in 2017 and 2018. Now, the president's son will also have a felony gun charge dropped if he completes two years of probation. House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith has planned a special executive session on Thursday where lawmakers will vote on whether they can review documents related to the IRS investigation into the president's son. Those documents are currently protected by tax privacy laws, but they could be released to the public if Smith gets a majority of the vote. So that's a little bit more information on that. Obviously, you had all day to, to get a lot of that information from, from Brian Kilmeade, Clay Buck, and Travis Sexton. Or Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. That would have been Clay Buck and Travis Sexton. Those are new guys. Um, and then Sean Hannity and, and Mark Levin last night and all, all of the other places throughout the day. But that came down right at the end of the morning show yesterday. So so that, w- that was brand new, and now we've got a little little caught up there. That's the president's son. As for the president himself, well, he, he made people, uh, well, either happy or upset, depending on what side of it you're on, when he called the Chinese President Xi a dictator the other day. Or was it yesterday? Extremely absurd and irresponsible, says Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning. She says President Biden's description of her boss goes totally against facts and is blatant provocation. The president said the US shooting down China's spy balloon was a great embarrassment for dictators because President Xi Jinping didn't know what happened. China's always said it was a weather balloon blown off course. This just days after Secretary of State Antony Blinken met Xi Jinping in Beijing in what both sides hailed as a step towards mending relations. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Did you think we'd still be talking about the weather balloon <laughs> when we got to, it's almost summer, but those, all, all of those balloons that had come through and it was, how, how can you let the, the balloon go from here all the way across the continental United States and then they're shooting down some of them. We're still talking we're about still it. still talking about it. And it flew right over us. Yeah, it did. One of them, like literally right over I, I, I didn't look up at the right time. <laughs> I didn't look up at the right time, so it didn't get me. Um, as for former President Donald Trump and his trial... The U.S. District Judge who will preside over the Mar-a-Lago documents trial of former U.S. President Donald Trump says the trial is set to begin August 14th, but there is reason to believe the legal defense team for the former president will ask for and will be granted a series of delays. The trial is also set to take place in the federal courthouse in Fort Pierce, Florida, an hour's drive north of West Palm Beach, which would be closer to Mar-a-Lago where a raid carried out by federal agents resulted in boxes of items and documents being seized. The former president is pleading not guilty. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. Okay, so so there's that, and obviously we'll continue to keep you updated on that. How's about the latest on that missing sub where, boy, it just continues to, to look worse and worse, and, and you know that if we're not finding anything, the what you're looking at for available air, available oxygen, just runs through about tomorrow. Mm. About tomorrow. So uh, the the tea leaves don't look great, but here here's the latest on that sub. The U.S. Coast Guard says Canadian aircraft detected underwater noises in the search area where the Ocean Gate submersible went missing. They report remotely operated vehicles operations featuring underwater robots were relocated in an effort to find the source of those noises. So far, no luck. And they didn't say what those noises may be, but the search is continuing. 
Five people were on board Sunday headed down to the wreck of the Titanic. The submersible may be as deep as 12,500 feet. They're believed to have enough oxygen on board to last through Thursday. Jill Nato, Fox News. Through Thursday. I was I was uh, doing some estimating there through Google. 12,500 feet is about two and a half miles down. That blows me away how deep that is. Yeah. And that's how, that's how far they could be. And maybe this was something that, because you know about the Titanic. We grow up learning about the Titanic among, obviously, several other things <laughs> through, through, uh, through elementary school and high school and college. But it had just never occurred to me how, I guess, close the Titanic ended up being to the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the fact that it's not a, it always seemed like it was middle Way. of the ocean and yep. just forever away. But as all of this is getting talked about, and they're talking about, okay, well, Boston, and they're talking about the U.S. Coast Guard. I'm like, that obviously can't be that overly far away. So it's got to be close enough for all of that to be involved. And, man, that just, all of this just seems insane. But then on on top of it going, the Titanic really not that far away. Not that far. Here's one that's a, I don't know, there's there's not really another word for it than, than wild. There was a... And tell me if you've heard about this, Doug, but there was a prison riot in Honduras. 41 Honduran women killed. I did not hear about 41. That. The monstrous murder of women, says President Jomara Castro. It's thought a fight involving guns and machetes broke out between rival gangs at the jail around 12 miles north of the capital, Tegucigalpa. President Castro adding the violence was planned with the knowledge and approval of security authorities and she plans to take drastic measures. Outside the prison, families demand answers. We're dying of anguish, says this inmate's father. We don't have any information jonathan savage fox news like like i said wild like there's there's no other word to for for me to really describe it what do you think would be the wildest thing that you could that you would find in a drug bust (laughs) that you would find if you're you are shadowing the police you're shadowing for a day it may be officer chad when he comes in there's a you know that there are drugs and you go in and you say, okay, we're pretty sure there's drugs. We're going to go through this bag. What, to me, is the wildest thing that you would find? A ring pop. I don't know. <laughs> How's about an animal? Clearwater police say they seized a baby raccoon during a search. The department posting video of the tiny critter on their social media account. Police say officers made the fine after asking to look through Lindsay Roadwald's backpack after she was stopped for riding a bike without a headlamp during a late night encounter. They say they also found a glass pipe that tested positive for methamphetamine. She's facing charges. The baby raccoon remains at a vet in Tampa. Tom Graham, Fox News. Riding around on a bicycle <laughs> on meth with a baby raccoon. I'm sure Officer Chad has got some wilder stories for for us than that, but 
We'll uh, we'll get to him in about ten minutes. How's about this? There's there's an abortion battle going on in a border state. A judge has set an August eighth hearing to consider the fate of a Kansas law requiring clinics to tell patients about a plan for stopping medication abortions. Set to take effect July first, abortion providers sued to challenge the law, calling it a biased counseling scheme and alleging it can spread medical misinformation. State officials agreeing not to enforce the rule for five weeks amid the suit. The agreement does not prevent the state from enforcing other existing restrictions, including another agreement clinics sued to block, requiring patients to wait 24 hours after seeing a doctor in person before terminating a pregnancy. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. So that's what's going on in Kansas. I don't have the sound for it, but but we saw the news come down yesterday that a federal judge in Arkansas ruled a law banning transgender youth from seeking certain health care procedures unconstitutional, issued a permanent injunction against it. The reason for that being significant for us here in Nebraska is because that 2021 Arkansas law, it's similar to LB 574, which was passed this year in Nebraska. Arkansas and Nebraska are both part of the Eighth Circuit. Mm. So if that ruling is appealed, any appeals to that court would affect the law that was passed here in Nebraska. Which then also includes the abortion yeah, and then it's it's issue. whether or not because those those got those got tagged together. on together. Yep, yep, so yep. it becomes whether or not an appeal or a ruling would go to the entire law that was passed or just that specific portion right. of it dealing with transgender health care. And it's gonna be I mean, they're pushing it. They've already they've already submitted, you know. Yeah, you need you know, it's so gonna, gonna go through the pushed. courts. And the interesting thing is once the decision was made by the Supreme Court in regards to the abortion issue, it has opened up a whole can of worms. We'll hear about this for, for decades. I, I, I think I, I am assuming that this will be a battle that that goes on, on for forever. my for my lifetime. Yep, I agree. At the very least, my lifetime. Uh, a separate battle going on. This one in your car. Airbag inflators from Arc Automotive in Tennessee have exploded in eight incidents. Two deaths reported. Seven more people hurt. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's demanded Arc recall 67 million inflators and in vehicles produced by at least a dozen automakers. Arc has been saying no, that there's no safety defect. The company also told the agency that even adhering to industry quality standards cannot fully eliminate the risk of airbag inflators exploding on occasion and spewing shrapnel. Jill Nato, Fox News. The last thing that I want to have described, if I am in a crash, is spewing shrapnel within the vehicle from a safety device. Do you remember, though, it was probably, what, 10 years ago when there was a def- uh, defect with the airbags where there was metal, I think there were metal parts in the airbag itself. Remember oh. that? Yeah. That was a big issue, and I think a big recall that they had. I just was... remember my, my sister had been in been in a crash, and the powder that's in there with the airbags had just burned her arm. She had a really bad burn and then like this rash that would not go away for months. So that, that caused several trips. Have you ever experienced it? I've never experienced an airbag going off. I've never experienced an airbag going. I've crashed my car. Right. I did in college. I, I, I hit a guardrail. I avoided a deer, which is dumb. Just hit the deer. <laughs> Sorry, PETA. Just hit the deer. Don't put yourself into a guardrail. My my uh, airbag didn't go off. Really? I, I was all seatbelted in, and I, it was, it was, I scraped it. Um, but 
and like the front end, it totaled the car, but the airbag never went off. So I've never had, I guess, that feeling of what right. is that like when that happens. I haven't either. And I don't want shrapnel I being don't spewed at me either. <laughs> um, this is something. So we, we had all the talk about the curfews here, specifically in Lincoln back in 2020 when you had the you had the lockdowns and the curfews and how all of that went. Well, there are a lot crazier things happening in Atlanta right now, and it has caused them to put out a curfew specifically for teenagers. The new curfew stipulations mean parents with teens under 16 caught past curfew three times will have to attend anti-violence programs together. A string of deadly gun violence involving young people was the gut punch that started curfew conversations. In the fall, 12-year-old Zion Charles and 15-year-old Cameron Jackson died from late-night violence. 16-year-old Briasia Powell's shooting death after a graduation party last month was the last straw for Councilman Lewis. God willing, we'll be and save some of the, some souls out here. His ordinance, which passed Tuesday, keeps the current 11 p.m. curfew as is. Is there a curfew in Lincoln? For, for you? No, Officer Chad? So. No? I don't think so. Uh, and then, like, I grew up in a very small town, about a thousand people. 15 year old, 15 year old me had no business being out past 11. <laughs> but now, we did. Now, were there times, especially <laughs> think, think like a, a football Friday night? Like for us, it would be, in some places have different things that call it like fifth quarter. And essentially, those work the same as a post prom. It's a it's a place to go right. that is really regulated. Like parents are there, sponsors are there, but it's a way for those youth to be in a place that is safe for them, stay out of trouble. But they're still out with their friends, and they're still out able to have a good time. We would always go to the bowling alley. Yeah, is what we in the bowling alley would stay until like midnight. It's a small town, but a lot of people lived outside of town. I know there were other people that went and got up to no good. But 15-year-old me, I had no business, no business being out past 11, let alone in a city the size of Atlanta where there's a lot of other stuff going on. Well, small town, though, too. If you were out past midnight anyway, everybody knew about it, and they'd be calling your mom or your dad. That's the last thing I needed. (laughs) Today, as we started the show, it is the first day of summer. The summer solstice is today, which means it's the longest day of the year. Uh, Okay, okay. All of the days are 24 hours, but this is the one when the northern hemisphere has its longest period of sunlight hours. According to the Farmer's Almanac, it marks the astronomical first day of summer. Fun fact, the summer solstice does not have the earliest sunrise. And if you love a good sunset, you're going to love this. The sun sets more slowly around the time of a solstice. So welcome, summer, and enjoy that extra sunlight. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. I just want those, that mix of songs that they play through cool. the background through all of that. Um, have you have you had a dog before? Oh, yeah. You guys got, oh, yeah. What if I told you they are work, the science is working on it to slow down the aging that would be nice. Slow down aging. This is crazy. Researchers at the Dog Aging Project are experimenting with a drug that could slow down how fast canines age. Scientists at the University of Washington and Texas A&M University are collecting data from thousands of dogs of all ages and breeds across the U.S., with 500 participating in the testing of rapamycin. The drug is normally used in cancer and organ transplant treatments and has previously shown to slow the aging process in mice. The scientists say if the drug shows promise in extending the lives of dogs and wins regulatory approval, it could potentially be used by humans as well. 
Tom Rigotti, Fox News. My concern is the dogs. Humans, cool, whatever. <laughs> My concern is the dogs. Um, do you have, and maybe this is something you have, because especially on your show, you talk about you got one shot to live this one life, and your previous uh, previous career working in the, uh, the, the field of the spiritual. I was. Did. Do you have a plan for what happens to you when you do leave this mortal coil? What kind of plan? Would you be sending anything to space? <laughs> Jerry and Elizabeth Paulus happen to be reading an article about an astronaut who is getting his ashes sent into deep space. They wanted to be a part of it, so they reached out to the company involved. Celestis is sending two missions out on one rocket later this year, one that orbits the moon and another that orbits eternally around the sun. For about $13,000, anyone could have reserved a spot for their DNA on board. Elizabeth and Jerry Paulus, two veterans from Mesa, happen to be among them. You provide your DNA sample, and then they have to create the DNA that is a substrate. It's a powdered substrate that's capable of intergalactic travel. They're in good company. Also on board will be DNA from President Kennedy and President Washington. Is that an option at Wyuka? <laughs> like if, if you know, I, I set everything up with Wyuka Funeral Home and it's like, hey, check this box, by the way. It's thir- it's a $13,000 price only, tag. But it's only 13000 Only 13000 I thought it would be more than that. To live eternally among the stars. <laughs> We'll get to Officer Chad here in just a minute at 6.55 on KLIM. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Joined on this Wednesday morning by Officer Chad and a lot of curfew talk. But I want to know from you, on a drug bust, any baby raccoons? No, no baby raccoons on a drug bus. Sorry. No baby raccoons. No. Okay. No, I, I'm pretty boring, I guess. Pretty. Well, I was going to say, well, what can you tell us? But <sighs> if you say you're pretty boring. Well, you know, really the craziest thing I think that's ever happened to me is, well, I mean, obviously you've had to re- wrestle naked people. Mm-hmm. But the As guy, we all do. Yep. I mean, well, <laughs> it's a family show here. Um, <laughs> I got into a foot pursuit years and years ago, and Dave, Megan, Tim, you guys will remember this. Uh, the guy that clotheslined himself on the guy wire from the utility pole, it was the most amazing and terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I got to say, hey, 1550s in a foot pursuit, and start medical, he just knocked himself out. I was running behind this guy, and he hit that guy wire. And I swear it launched him 20 feet in the air oh, because wow. his feet were just kind of dangling. It was it was like in the cartoons, you know, when, when they jerk <laughs> mm-hmm. the rug out from under you, you go off a cliff. Yeah. And you're just running in midair. Well, he was doing that, but upside down. And then he just flopped down into a, a big pile and he snored with his eyes wide open. Wow. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was a pretty crazy night. Uh, well, what's Crime Stoppers working on this week? Well, the first one is Lego Pushout. Uh, Target reports this pair runs into the emergency door, or excuse me, out of the emergency door with a cart full of unpaid merchandise, including a bunch of Lego sets. Hey, yeah. Le- Lego sets can be worth, I, worth quite a bit. I know. I looked wow. at them years ago for my nephews for Christmas, and yeah. We wow, tried to go to uh, the Lego store down in Orlando and... Is pretty tough. One? Pretty tough to even get in. Is it? 
I, I look. I appreciate Lego sculptors. I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> yeah, the people that's, that do that's that. A big part I, mean, of it. <laughs> I just I don't have the patience. I would kick it and get mad and yeah. be done. What else do we got? Uh, next one is counterfeit money and a mullet. Just because I used to have a mullet. <laughs> I love these haircuts, guys. Uh, Walgreens reports this guy comes in, used a bunch of counterfeit bills to make a purchase, and then he put more money into a cash app using. Strangely enough, more counterfeit bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he left driving a, looks like a gold-colored 2003 to 2007 Nissan Murano. So if you know either one of these or any of these suspects, we'd sure like to know about it. Now, how can people uh, give you guys a call let you know? Uh, you can let us know online at LincolnCrimestoppers.com or give us a call anonymously at 402-475-3600. Man, this segment goes so smooth when it's me and you and Doug and not Jack, I, right? You know, I like it, but... I don't want to make him mad and not let us back in the studio. That's fine. We get two more without him, including next week. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk to you next week. All right. We've got uh, What's After Your Hide Wednesday coming up in about 10 minutes here on LNK Today. From the moment. Time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. What chaps your hide Wednesday? No matter how you're feeling, no matter what you're feeling about it, you don't need to place all of that burden on your your family, your friends, your co-workers, your pets. You place it on us here on LNK Today. I'm Caleb Henry, Doug Fitzgerald there, Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. 402-479-1400, that's the best way to get a hold of us on the phone line. We've got a couple of lines open right now, and you can get a hold of us on that same number, 402-479-1400, the KLIN text line. we got a couple in there. There's a couple taking part in the conversation at the LNK Today Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK Today. Got a post on there, and a couple of them came through this morning. But we're going to get things started off, of course, with Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Now, this isn't a chat my hide about the airline, because I took Redway to Orlando like you did. Mm-hmm. I did it last week. Wait, oh, you did it last week. I was going to say, Debbie, were we on the same flight? Because that's going to no. really upset me. No, I would have searched you out. <laughs> no, we were not, because I was a week later. Nothing wrong with it. But, I'm, but my high chapter today is the family that was on in front of me. The parents were sitting in the first class. And, you know, the division between the first class and the next row was just this little plastic shield, you know. Mm-hmm. They had seven kids. I'm sitting in this. So they were in row five. The children were in row six and part of them in seven. I happened to be in seven in the window seat. These kids were so unruly. And the one next to me, unfortunately, got airsick, threw up, had never been on a plane before. And, I mean, this is really fun to be sitting next to somebody that's sick. His sister was trying to help him. I got that red uh, button pressed to bring the, the flight attendants up to help him. The parents did nothing. Absolutely nothing. This poor stewardess had to help this young man clean up that area. I suggested he move to the other side where they could open the, the shade and look out. Because sometimes if you look at the horizon, you know, you're, you, you don't get so airsick. Mm-hmm. But the parents did nothing. Absolutely. They left it all up to this stewardess to take care of it. And I thought, 
are you kidding me? And the kids right in front of me were shaking in the seats and hitting each other and all this nonsense. And I thought, oh, God, these parents are who chapped my head this week because that was really a very, very unfortunate incident with the young man. But then they didn't help at all. So that really made me mad. Coming back, there wasn't anybody around me at all. So I thought that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Debbie, I I can tell you that for us taking our two-year-old there and back and at times us having frustrations, apparently we didn't deal with anything. It, it, yeah. it was absolutely nothing for us to handle on the, on the way there and back compared to uh, no. c- compared to the rest of your row. Well, I'm sure that these people with seven children have a lot going on all the time. So to them, them fighting and wrestling and shaking the chairs meant nothing. But to me, it meant a lot. So, well, well hopefully, so. hopefully there's less of that the next time you fly out. Thanks, Debbie. Oh, yeah, I'll be on it plenty. I thought it was a great flight. Really liked it. So. Perfect. All right. Okay. Were you going bye. down to Were you going down to check your horses? Yes, I was. They're in Ocala, which is an hour north of Orlando. So it was great. Just get the car because Terminal C has the cars, just like you said, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And that was wonderful. Just boom, get the car and away I went. It was mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. Just great. Well, I'm glad yeah. somebody listened to me, Debbie. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you bet. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. All right. What else uh, do we have? We've got a couple on the text line here. Mosh Pit Chad says, my wife's refusal to check the cabinets before going to the grocery store. That's how you end up with three boxes of cornstarch. Looking forward to the day three years from now when we get them all used up. <laughs> do you do the grocery shopping at home? Uh, we do mix. We, we mix? we've gotten to a point where we each kind of shop for ourselves for mm-hmm. our meals. So we have our own meals set up. Okay. So my question is: Does cornstarch ever get? Is there an expiration date on cornstarch? Shouldn't. <laughs> That's be. a good question. I don't know, but you I can know. use that a long time. <laughs> it reminds me of a Facebook picture I saw in a picture, and the label on the there was. Three thousand year old Himalayan salt. Oh, the the salt. Yes, the, it expired the salt. six six months ago. It, it was like it was like yeah, three million year old salt. Yeah. and it expired two days ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'd use it. Chris and Olathe says, "Chaps, my hide that Nebraska did not approve the online gambling. I can get into my DraftKings account in Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and Colorado. However, when I visit Lincoln." Not. Nope. Use uh, one of the um, apps that, you know, does like go to my PC where you sign in at your home computer mm-hmm. and run that. Yeah. There's ways around this thing. VPN. VPN. And uh, as a matter of fact, and Jack brings this up all the time, you can do daily fantasy on FanDuel here in Nebraska. That's technically, that that's not what was approved, and they're supposed to be the... The geofencing on all of it, you can pull up your phone right now and do, do it. it. So so it's it's trying to figure out what all the what all you're supposed to be able to do and what you actually can do and what's been in place for you to, to do. And we'll find out obviously more here in Lincoln locally with the Warhorse tomorrow at three. Todd says South fifty sixth Street, south of Van Dorn. Fix it, please. Actually that is scheduled to be uh, worked on. They had a big open house a couple of months ago, and I know that's a, a big uh, process there that's going to go from maybe even from A Street, but Van Dorn south towards uh, Pioneers. Mm-hmm. So I know it's on the the uh, the public. They had the public uh, open house on it. So mm-hmm. I'd agree with you. 
And, I mean, and that's just a general, we're into the summer where there is plenty, plenty of construction going on. And I already know I'm going to, I'll ask the mayor about it coming up at, uh, coming up at 810. So in about an hour. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I traveled on some cobblestone and, uh, other types of streets in the past couple of weeks that were laid down probably mm, eight, 900, maybe a thousand, 1200 years ago. And there's, <laughs> they're a little rough, but not quite like some of the stuff we've got in this town. <laughs> and I mean, they were done by amateurs. Ours were supposedly done by professionals. I've watched some stuff on the History Channel on the on the way the the Romans made their everything that they put into their cement compared to how we do it in the modern day. Apparently, theirs was built to last. Well, yeah. So were their, <laughs> so were their so were their buildings and everything else. I mean, you know, you've got cathedrals that are eight nine hundred years old and still being used today. Let's head to the text line. We got Corey. Corey, what's chapping your hide? Uh, the semis that continue to use the old Highway 2. Uh, we need to get some signage or something off of I-80 so that they take the uh, the new route. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, there's there's quite a few fewer semis. I do know that there's, there's some semis, though, like from the cold storage there at 14th and, and uh, Nebraska Parkway. Uh, they come out of there. Uh, if they're headed towards Kansas City or something like that, they'll take you know, they'll show up, but... Uh, yeah, those that are that are using the the bypass or the the shortcut through town. Yeah, I'd rather they didn't. <laughs> Just keep the uh, keep all those on going to Corey. Where where do you see most of it happening? Right past there, right past Fourteenth uh, and the Highway Two. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen quite a few of them that, that go into that. Uh, what is it? The big cold storage place just south of Nebraska Parkway there. On the east side of yep, 14th. I know what you're talking about, Mark. And, and, yeah. I, and I think there's there's a couple other uh, warehouse types in that area. So I wonder if some of that isn't originating there. And then you've got some truck traffic coming out of the big elevator there across from Channel 8, too. So right. yeah, just, have a good day. Just Thanks, an Corey. observation. Thanks, Corey. Back on the text line, Chicken Rich says, or Chaps My Hide, I was making some homemade cherry cobbler. I didn't have any cornstarch to help firm up the juice. <laughs> Evidently... Mosh Pit Chad had is hoarding all of it. <laughs> Sarah gonna go with the streets, saying, "Please, please, please, hurry up, North! Finish North Forty Eighth Street construction." Yeah, that's from Cornhusker up to Superior. I, I think that's been closed. That's uh, really hindered some businesses up there. And another one on South Forty Eighth is going to hinder some businesses beginning today. Uh, that's going to go to the middle part of, I believe, August. That's from uh, Nebraska Parkway and 48th South there towards the Sonic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in front of Earl May mm-hmm. and, and uh, all of that. So that's going to be closed beginning today. I'm happy that 48th, not far from us, because there will be times that I would go over. As a matter of fact, that's where I grabbed lunch yesterday. I just head over, on over to Norm's. Norm's on 48th, one of our Munch Madness champions. And I dip over a couple of streets and then I go up to 48th, but there's the construction on, I don't know, there's going to be apartment buildings, but there's so much happening there that yep. if you're coming off of the, the street that's just to the west of 48th on, on where that is, it's really, really tight, but on 48th now itself is fine, but there was a, a while where they had condensed everything down to... Oh, what that, what felt like one lane is that South Forty Eighth? There by where Tabitha is building all those uh, uh, mixed use. I think houses? so. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, that's a mixed-use uh, facility. Just like mm. a minute away from here. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the Tabitha expansion. Our area is on 84th and O. They is actually, that, ha- they actually have they actually have sides that are actually totally closed down. So you have to do U-turns or go way around the neighborhoods. <laughs> like there's no way through on Southbound the streets. Southbound 48th at Holdridge was closed when we came home from the airport on mm-hmm. uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Wow. On the uh, Facebook page, as we told you, Will, says Hunter Biden's plea agreement on tax and gun charges, more like, quote, traffic tickets. There was a sports figure, and I, I forget who it was. They posted something on uh, Twitter that they uh, they were charged with the exact same thing on the tax charge, and they're doing three years. Okay. Hmm. That's a, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that yesterday. I. I missed a lot of the a lot of the discussion on the Hunter Biden stuff yesterday. Well, but on, what's on, interesting on, isn't on it a Trump appointed judge too in the Biden situation? I, it could be. I think Trump I, appointed prosecutor. I believe prosecutor. prosecutor. I know. I know there were a lot of folks that were appointed by Trump. So I, I have no right. idea where everyone is. Um, Sandy says trying to drive anywhere in Lincoln right now. <laughs> we are like ten for ten on streets. David says, my car insurance rates with two young drivers. Oh. Your height is your skin, and chapped skin is raw and painful. And and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like what I pay for insurance either, but I don't have I don't have teenagers on my insurance just plan wait. right now. Just wait. It's a good day when they turn like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mark, did you uh from from traveling or just anything in in not having air conditioning? What, what any any chap over over the course of your vacation? Uh, not not really. There were a couple of things that were a little irksome. We had one uh, hotel that the internet connection was just horrible. Uh, I was trying to get checked into a flight and kept getting kicked out. And, mm-hmm. You know those types of things. So they're more of an annoyance than they are chaps uh but otherwise i I guess the the chaps part is just sitting and waiting in airports when there's a (laughs) lot of people in there we did a lot of sitting and waiting but nobody threw up on your plane Uh, i don't know at least not by you uh, no not not by (laughs) us i will tell you that our flight from london chicago is on the largest airplane that's in the air that flies today an airbus a380 oh 469 passengers double decker all the way it's one of the few quad jets that are still flying because we the, the what Redway's using, I believe, is a uh, an Airbus A three twenty. Correct. One hundred and fifty passengers. This was four hundred and sixty nine. British Airways has, I think, twelve of them. I, wow. I was doing a little deal, and wow, they they, uh, they are big. How long does that boarding process take? Well, they actually boarded both levels. It oh. took about forty minutes, I think, from the time we started. Uh, they had about. 30 or 35 people that needed assistance, either wheelchair or uh, extra assistance. So they had a little, little more than that. But, you know, they put them on pretty quick. Interesting. Well, we're glad to have you back. Basically an apartment house. That that's, what, that's what it is. Here's a flying apartment building. That's your chaps. You can keep the conversation going at the Facebook page, Facebook. 
facebook.com slash LNK today. And you can also fire off to us anytime, 402-479-1400 on the KLIN text line. Sports coming up here in just a couple of minutes. It's 724. This is LNK Today with Jack. Anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline, 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Traffic, I'm Chris Ofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. 7.40 in the capital city. Without any further ado, I have to push the buttons today, which <laughs> didn't go very well yesterday, but it'll it'll be fine today. <laughs> yeah. We can just say number five. Mark, listen to the podcast. <laughs> it was hilarious for like two seconds. Okay. Number five. The Nebraska Attorney General Mike Hilgers has waded into the fight over whether a former director at History Nebraska could legally accept money from a private foundation he did not control and then give it to a foundation he helped steer. Not prosecutor in the state, Hilgers believes the agency had broke the law by doing so. His office has charged Trevor Jones with felony theft by deception, a crime that carries a potential penalty of up to 20 years in prison. Nebraska Examiner Aaron Sanderford's got the complete report. It's kind of a complicated story. I remember when it was going on. Yeah. And I believe, uh, from what we can tell, Jones uh, may be living in France. Oh, interesting. Or traveling the world. Or or just traveling, but not in the United States and not in Nebraska. That's what, uh, so far, they've been able to determine. You're right, though, because I remember when all of this initially came out, it is very, it, like, it did come off very complicated. Extremely, yeah. So, so it's, there was money for History Nebraska while he was working as the director at History Nebraska. Took that money and gave it to a different foundation that he runs. And that he created. And that he created. So and, essentially, took that money. And from what, the, what Aaron Sanderford reports is, supposedly, it had been stamped for deposit to a one- group to history nebraska i believe that was scratched out and sent then to his foundation oh. so that's where you're getting you know i would believe in this theft by deception so now last december lancaster county attorney's office declined to file charges so the fact that it got bumped up to the state uh, attorney general uh, means uh, I, I think they're a little more serious about it not that pat condon wasn't serious about it but maybe they were able to get um, a lot more information by bumping it up and I believe the Nebraska State Patrol Investigative Division was involved in that uh, uh, investigation. Okay, that that that's an interesting one. Because history, the, the the other part of that is, why well, on top of all of this, history Nebraska does good work, and I, I enjoy following a lot of their posts, and especially when they they do anything on, well, they, they've got the different markers because those are fun to follow across the state. But that's a lot of money, and this this seemed like it came out of nowhere when it all initially came down. Yeah, it was there was not a lot of um, what would you call it transparency in some of this, uh, from what I recall. And of course, I, wasn't it the Nebraska History Foundation that is doing the work with the uh, Pershing uh, mural transfer? I think some of that funding is being done through the history. Right, um, I think that's right. Foundation, so. Not that that was involved in any way, but this is a complicated story. I'd suggest if you want more information, read Aaron's article because he really uh, uncovers a lot in that. Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot to go through in there. That, that was filed, by the way, last Friday. So. Yeah, so someone could... Aaron explains it a little bit better than we're attempting to <laughs> right now. 
number four. And McNally, Nebraska horseman, as we've been reporting all morning, uh, said she's thrilled. Nebraskans can legally start betting 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon out at the Warhorse Casino just on the southwest side of the city. Yeah, they, it's they, they're excited out there. I know, I believe Lynn's going to be on this evening on the Dan Parsons show. As a matter of fact, let me let me just make sure I've got. Do you have? Is it up there? It's Doug? on the board. Yep. All right, Lynn yep. is up there, and then I think is someone else going to be on there. Lance. Let's see. Lance Morgan is going to be Morgan. on there, I believe, from Ho Chunk. Yes, he's the. Yes, that's correct. He's the president of Ho Chunk. Yep. There we go. So, so that'll be one to not miss on the Dan Parsons show as they talk about that right after five this afternoon. Yep, five o'clock, Dan Parsons show. Uh, and then, obviously, this is going to hit at 3 o'clock tomorrow. We're going to learn a whole lot more about what does this actually look like. Maybe they'll give us a hint this afternoon. But uh, you can download their app so you can start to at least see some of the um, nuances of, of it, correct? Um, so yeah. I downloaded the app. I did not create an account. I didn't. I just downloaded it, too. Didn't create an account. Okay. But you can go in and see, yeah, you can kind of see what's available, all the different uh, um, activities they have going on. Food. There's food out there, too. So you, so you would have to create a Warhorse Rewards account number. Otherwise, you can click Continue as Guest. But it doesn't really give you a whole lot that you're able to see. No. Well, that makes sense because it's Just not going to be live. Yeah, for, for the so. time being. So perhaps uh, maybe some information this afternoon. Maybe tomorrow we really find out what will we be able to see in the app? What all do people need to do with that? Now, you still won't be able to place any wagers through the app. You will be able right. to prep and have everything ready when you go up to one of the 10 kiosks to, to or, the, put, or the sports book. Or, or directly to the window. I so, would imagine it'll be you know one of these uh, Bluetooth-type connections once you walk in or something like that. You know, If you've got it all on your app ready to go, go in there and hit uh, send or something like that. Well, I think you have to do it at the... Right. I mean, at, at the kiosk, I don't think like even though you're in the casino, from what I understand, you still won't be able to do it from your phone. Oh, okay. At least that's the way I understand it. But the, those are still the questions out there. If you are if you are on site, if they have it geofenced specifically to being on site inside the casino, could you just do it from your phone? I think I think those are questions right. that they still need to need to address. I don't think that's going to be an option. Now, this is the part of. There are plenty of people that are very excited about this. I'm excited about the potential. I also know where I am at from an addiction level. Right. One Shot, One Life, Doug, you act, are actually going to have, I believe, Mike Chandra on this Mike's, weekend. Mike's going to be on, and we talk about that, because Mike almost lost his life to problem gambling. And it affects, I believe it affects anywhere between 4 and 6 million people uh, at a detrimental level. And so he walks through... Uh, the steps he took to get out of the addiction and what he's doing now to really educate people. It's all about, uh, you know, educating and informing and, and enlightening. Um, you know, $220 billion last year was spent on sports gambling legally in the United States. And uh, not only that, uh, the thing that really surprised me about the show um, that Mike shared is uh, kids now 
between the ages of 14 and 21, there's there's a growing number of problem gamblers because they're able to do things on their phones mm-hmm. um, that they weren't able to do before. And so it's it's getting deeper and deeper. So it's good. He's great at uh, sharing he, because he has great relationships with the casinos, uh, with, the, with the state lottery. So he balances both ends really well, but uh, just bringing awareness uh, that there, there can be an issue. And we were talking about that earlier about like, like I know when we go to Vegas, we set a limit, and for us, it's not a you know, it, it's not an issue. But for a lot of people, it becomes this addiction. It's an it's a it's a it's like a dopamine hit mm-hmm. um, to your body. Yeah, so I, it's I, very interesting. Yeah, and we've had Mike on the morning show before. I've talked about it before. Maybe I said it earlier this week too. But I know I was talking about it on a break during one of the breaks with you, Doug. Is that when I lived in Iowa, and it was during college football season? Yep. Every Saturday, I would make sure I just had ten dollars in there. Then it's okay, two dollars here on this, two dollars on that. But I was very much in control of, of being able to do that. And for me, having a $10 entertainment value, not everyone is at that same level. Maybe for some other people, it's $50. And then for some other people, maybe it gets a little bit out of hand. So it's going yeah. to be, and I know that was one of the the opponent's positions in rolling out casinos at all and sports wagering. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens with those. But for the time being, what we know is that three o'clock tomorrow? That sports book does yeah. open out at the Warhorse here. And in if town. you if you've got concerns about yourself or somebody that you might know, uh, Mike walks through you know you know things to look for if you've got an addiction and ways to get help. So listen to the show on Saturday; it'll be when, good. When is that? Just remind 11 us. Eleven a.m. Saturday morning, and then it's podcasted after. Yep, right? yep. Right. One shot, one life podcast platforms everywhere. Number three. A couple of streets being closed today for uh, some pretty significant work. One is Pine Lake to Badger Drive. Now, that's south of Nebraska Parkway, uh, south of the the Home Depot there, and, and Aaron at the Still. It's out there. It's west of uh, Youth for Christ campus and the, the new coffee spot there. Uh, they're putting turn lanes in a couple of blocks going south there. That's expected to be closed through tomorrow, but... One that's going to go through, um, I think, the middle of August, about August 18th, is South 48th from Nebraska Parkway south to Briar Park Drive. That's the corner there where the Sonic is across from Stauffer's Cafe uh, in front of the Earl May and some of those. So that's that's been closed off and on north and southbound south of there to Old Cheney, but now it's going to be closed entirely. So a couple of busy uh spots for a few days going to add to the traffic woes of so many and uh, chris lofgren covering all of that as well in time saver traffic so man i just want these i just want the and i I see the the completion dates for them as you were going through obviously i want them done before we get to the fall and and that's a big reason why when you get to the summer and also because the, the weather is more manageable than the potential for snow and ice right getting all over everything I want them done by the by the time we get to the fall and we get to football season and we get a little bit uh, longer of a leeway with the first two Husker football games being on the road uh, as opposed to when everyone gets to town for the home games. I still just want, like we're going to get to July 4th weekend coming up here in, in uh, a week and a half. The, yeah. the ability for people to move around and you know how many people are traveling both to and from Lincoln, trying to get anywhere. You've got the College World Series going on right now, so anyone that's trying to come up through Lincoln, just get to the interstate 
and to go all the way up to Omaha, people trying to traverse Lincoln <laughs> to get to different places, folks trying to, to head down to Hickman. Hey, why don't you ask John Bishop about it when you talk to him? <laughs> the last thing I want to do is ask John Bishop about anything that's roads-related in Lincoln. <laughs> One of the things that we, we kind of forget about is when these uh, closings happen, that puts a strain on those alternate routes. Yes. Uh, uh, 84th and Highway and, and O Street has been... Yep under construction doug lives out east there i live south of there and boy getting through there and it puts so much strain like on 70th and even 56th as traffic goes around and, and well my folks live out of hillcrest and that 84th and o intersection causes people to go through the only way you can get back to o street is going through that little neighborhood yeah, there yeah. and it's uh, they never see any traffic and now they see constant traffic so and the strain on businesses too Oh, yeah. Down, you know, at 48th and Highway 2, if they're going to be closing those intersections, you got Earl May, you've got the sports bar in there, you've got all the, the gas station, Wolf, all that, where Wolf, they can't Wolf, get into Tackle, them. You got, yeah. And on, you got Southside Car Wash, you've got yep. Stoffers. Uh, you and can actually no, get into Stoffers from Old Cheney, 49th, and in the back. And the entrances are blocked. I mean, there's you're stuck. It's not like you get to, it's one way in and one way out. So, But the trains will be running. <laughs> the trains are always a running. Number two. This is one that I just can't really speak to, but we did get a news release. Campus Inc. Nebraska NIL store is going to be opening. They say they've got a, a merchandise for more than 120 Cornhusker athletes. So uh, this is a, a thing that's backed by Mark Cuban, as I understand. But beyond that, I can't tell you a whole lot about this whole process. Okay, so a little bit that, that I'm able to pick up on this it's campus inc and they have officially opened their nebraska nil store and what what that is is there are more than 120 nebraska student athletes and if you go to nebraska.nil.store and that's the link that we got sent out and and i'm sure it's going to be all over the place they have different athletes that are on there on the very front page you've got Lexi Rodriguez from volleyball, Quentin Newsom football, Jazz Shelley women's basketball, Casey Tomanaga men's basketball, Megan Walker women's track and field. So you've got all of these different athletes, and if you click on any of them, they have some sports-specific T-shirts and hoodies and, oh, and, yeah. and crew necks, and they go through, and they, they obviously say Nebraska. They are officially licensed on there. So it's not some kind of janky script to well, just get by. And, and, and it has the athlete's name, and if they're in a sport, huh. has that number on there that's as well. Cool. That money, that's now name, image, likeness because of, one, it's licensed through the school, but now it's an NIL that's outside of the athletic department, and that goes back to these student-athletes. Good to, good for them. That is awesome. So, so is, is this similar to uh, the 1890 project that we've got going in here? So the difference in that, and that's a great question, Mark, the difference in that is the 1890 initiative is a collective. So that means there's a pool of money that goes to the collective, and they work out how to pay the student-athletes. That might be for appearances or different things with them being signed. Or it might be, because they're a collective, really they're just paying the athlete. Hmm. They're just giving the athlete so much money to be a student-athlete at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So this store with, with is this, the merchandise. Yes, it's if nobody buys a single Lexi Rodriguez hoodie or T-shirt or anything else that's on there, she does not make any money. 
if you do purchase any of that, the portion of it goes to the student athlete, and obviously some of it goes to the people trying to make money through sure. through hosting these stores. The thing that I'm hoping for with an NIL store like this is if you've got Lexi Rodriguez here, I want an actual jersey. Right. Like they, they don't have to be the the authentic jerseys, but I want there to be a volleyball jersey that you're able to purchase. I want there to be a Kase Tomonaga basketball jersey that you're in. It's going to say Tomonaga on there. So if you're going to have the, the university's licensing for stuff, I would like there to be more than it just saying the Huskers in the script or saying Go Big Red or Nebraska having the end. I think there's a lot of ways for them to continue to push this forward, but this is a, just another way for Husker fans to support those those Nebraska athletes and that money go directly to them because I know there are still people that are a little bit leery about collectives and the, and the role that they play in this new age uh, of college athletics with name, image, likeness. Now, this this store is part of a, a bigger national thing, right? It it's is, more than so just Nebraska. It is more than just Nebraska. They have got, and like you said, it's backed by Mark Cuban. They have got stores across the country, including in the Big Ten. They've got Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Northwestern, Purdue, and Penn State. So, okay, so, so this is a this is a national store that they're doing. Um, kind of like when when you have the the stores that oh gosh they've done a number of things with us the it's like hail varsity or something uh, it's it's a campus store that uh, it's kind of a syndication service yeah it's a syndication it so doug knows all about that <laughs> <laughs> number one first day of summer officially summer solstice nine fifty eight a.m this morning those of us in the northern hemisphere Sun's directly overhead at noon at 23.5 degrees north of the equator. We of course, are. It's the beginning of winter in the southern hemisphere. That's right. We are two hours away from summer. If you haven't felt it, <laughs> start getting hyped up. Summer is here. This is meteorological summer. No, meteorological summer was uh, June 1st. Yes. This is astronomical summer. Well, we are astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> not going to touch that one. I know you're not. That's your morning drive brought to <laughs> you by Stonebridge thir- Insurance with, and Wealth Management. Not touching that with a 13-foot Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a break here. Fox News is coming up in just, uh, just a few minutes. Mark Vale as well. We'll have news there. The mayor in about 15 minutes here on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Moving along on a Wednesday morning, day one of the Jack Mitchell vacation. Don't forget, coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll get John Bishop and his thoughts on uh, the the majority of the College World Series so far, where that's at, possible, uh, possibly finding out a championship series team today or both of them, depending on how those matchups go. But right now, we're going to be talking with Lincoln Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Baird and Mayor. It, it's so great to talk with you this morning. It, it feels like I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Great to be with you, Caleb. Uh, for for those that didn't know, that the very first Redway flights out of out of the Lincoln Airport heading down to Orlando, for the majority of the plane, we didn't know that there were so many special guests on the flight until we landed in Orlando and they started doing a press conference and talking to the Orlando mayor. And we went, "All right, 
there were a lot of very uh, very special people on this flight. We thought it was just just us getting to, to hang out and go down there for a family vacation. Now, uh, Mary, you were so kind to to let me just grab a quick sound bite and send back to our newsroom that they enjoyed, even though I was on vacation. Uh-huh. I don't think we can expect Jack to do the same while he's in Italy, but. <laughs> People have not heard the unedited clip where it was not just me talking to you. My, my daughter got involved. Here's that clip for everyone here on LNK Today. We were just preparing everyone for the roller coasters and the theme parks. No, it was smooth sailing most of the way. It was wonderful to have such a full flight full of excited families and children. And uh, it's wonderful. Everyone's happy. <laughs> she, she was so excited. And it was perfect because you just said excitement for the children. And my daughter walked up because they had given her uh, an apple juice. And she Aww. had to tell everyone. And she's never met you before. And she will be so shy. But I love that she felt so comfortable walking up to you telling you, hey, that flight was great because now I have juice in Orlando. <laughs> What could be better? She's (laughs) darling. Did I hear it was her first flight? How did she enjoy her trip? uh, Very first flight, yeah. So we we made sure as parents to document the heck out of that, get all of the video for it and her trip. It was her first time once we were down there seeing the the ocean and going and doing a bunch of things around there. But yeah, very first flight. So uh, Redway and my daughter Millie forever tied and their first flights were... Heading out to Orlando a couple of a uh, couple of Thursdays ago with Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. What what were your thoughts? Obviously, we we heard a little bit there from right when you had landed, but but what what were your overall thoughts as as you got to fly there and fly back and just take in this this new asset that we have for the city of Lincoln? Well, I I mean I think that your daughter's excitement really represents it all. This is such a great city for families to live in. And now that we have these direct non-stops to really exciting destinations that are affordable trips and places that kids and families want to go, it's just another reason to love living in Lincoln. And that was what we were celebrating. it. We want to promote it. We certainly want those flights to remain full. So it was a great way to highlight along with the airport authority folks who were on the flight. Nick Cusick, Nikki Beamer, and and Dave Herring from the airport. Just an incredible opportunity to showcase this new service that we have from Lincoln and, and encourage people to use it so we don't lose it. And they've rolled out since then, obviously, three more flights. They've got two more to go, seven total destinations. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The whole time we were down there, uh, my wife and I just kept talking, okay, when we use this again, when we come back to Orlando, and it's because of these flights and and obviously the the work you've done, and you got out and you you talked with the Orlando mayor. This is such a, a good connector for the city of Lincoln with these other cities as well. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. I mean, this is a round-trip possibility, and we have this expanded air service that has increased the likelihood that we can get people to Lincoln more easily, people who can work in our businesses, shop in our stores, visit our attractions, attend our Husker games. So, you know, this is a chance to grow our economy, too, and we're really excited to show off everything that Lincoln has to offer to any of the folks who choose to make the destination of Lincoln, Nebraska. So that was a great opportunity to make that plug, and it was yeah wonderful to have that opportunity press in orlando as well yeah mayor this is doug fitzgerald yeah i it's oh, exciting hi, it's good to good to meet you here and uh talk to you and and when caleb played that clip for me it was so exciting you know your economic plan and in, in development and buying local with this opportunity with air flights now uh expanding what's the plan then to continue to promote those so we can keep those full and keep those services here 
Well, I think you can see we've got a tremendous marketing campaign coming from the airport authority, which is fabulous. You you know, there's a sign on the road on I-80 if you're going towards Omaha that says, you could have been at your destination by now, and it's an advertisement (laughs) for the Lincoln Airport. Um, And that's that's exciting. Uh, There's also just, I think, heightened awareness that we've got airfares as low as Eleven dollars one yeah. way. I mean, people really just—I think you—you you almost can't believe it's true. It's almost too good to be true. Um, but for it to remain so, we need people to attend uh, to to book their flights. And and I think we're pretty optimistic, given that we're seeing that Redway's added additional flights through the end of November. So that's a good sign that demand is continuing. And then I think you know, just utilizing the service, encouraging everyone to fly Lincoln is is the plan for now. Mary, and I, I believe I had seen a tweet from Redway that they'd had over 10,000 tickets sold. So people are definitely yeah. jumping on the opportunity yeah. to, to use this early. For, for you in the city and, and growing Lincoln, how does, how does a service like this help attract businesses, attract entrepreneurs, knowing that they do have access to the south, to the, to the east coast, and wherever else Redway decides to expand? Right. I mean connectivity is everything. Knowing you can get anywhere you need to go is a huge asset and a real factor that people make when they choose where they want to live. So when I talk to business owners and businesses all across Lincoln, one of the things that they say is, you know, if I can get people here, they will choose Lincoln. If I can recruit my candidates and show them the community, the top schools, the parks and trails, the safety of our community, uh, usually they're hooked. But getting them here is the first challenge. Uh, So that is a really, this is new air service that will help us attract and retain workforce talent. And that's really important in this competitive labor market. And of course, we're excited to send a lot more people up to Minneapolis for the first Husker game. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Now, Now, coming back here, and this is something that um, I guess maybe it's impacted me a little bit, but not so much because I'm not a homeowner. So when when, when we talk about the, the drought conditions and what the, the city had put out with the, the voluntary water restrictions and, and, and asking people to, to roll it back or just go on certain days, do we have an update on, on where any of those numbers are? Because I think the last that I had seen was we we were using 30% of what we were prior to asking for the for people to volunteer to do that and follow a little bit of this uh this restrictive order yeah we i want to thank the public because our community has really responded to this voluntary request for support as we try to keep community demand for water down we're you know last i spoke with LTU we had seen nearly like a 30% drop in consumer demand since we put out the call for support to voluntarily restrict water use. And and that's really important because here in Lincoln, we see our water demand spike by threefold during the summertime, mostly because people want to keep their lawns green, their outdoor watering increases. And what we're asking is to people to scale it back. Uh, Lawns can survive on less water than than people typically utilize. So they can go to our website, lincoln.ne.gov, and look at water conservation and find out more about which days of the week are designated for certain addresses, odd or even. And it's a real incredible opportunity to help our community because right now the aquifer that provides all the water to Lincoln um, isn't at capacity. Typically we've replenished it, it's 100% replenished, it's at 60% of capacity because of this drought conditions and rainfall levels 
while we've had a few storms with rain, thankfully, our rainfall levels are half of what they typically are. So we have got to engage as a community to protect our water supply to get through these these dry months as we head into July and August, which we know are typically the hotter and drier parts of the year. Do you know or, or have an idea on, on how long the plan is for these, these odd, even watering days to continue? We're, I mean, they are, they are ongoing while the weather remains, while we have the drought conditions. So there isn't a planned end to those at this time, but that will depend on the changing weather conditions and where we are with our water supply. We're talking with Lincoln Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird here on LNK Today, uh, with not with Jack and Friends, with Jack's friends, because he's on <laughs> vacation. Um, he'll be back the next time you talk with him, uh, Mayor. But on, on the topic of, because you, you brought up the, the aquifer and where that is and what feeds Lincoln's water supply, are there, there long-term plans for what, what Lincoln needs to be doing with its water? Uh, because it seems like the... The drought's been going on for a while, and, and, and it, as a matter of fact, it does impact a lot of the state in a way uh, worse than what it is in Lincoln. There, there are times that I go, I have to remind myself, it could be worse from growing up in central Nebraska right. Um, right. around a lot more of the ag land. But, but for here, is there, what are some of the, the, the long-term visions on, on handling Lincoln's water usage and making sure we are set up for success from that aspect going forward? Well, thanks for asking, because making sure that Lincoln has a safe, high-quality, and adequate water supply to support the growth of our community and our resilience in the face of these changing weather conditions has been a top priority for my administration. And last summer, we convened a task force to this effect, my Mayor's Water Advisory Council, and they went through a process facilitated with water experts and engineers and community stakeholders. We identified the source, a second source of water that we will go to to help make sure that we have enough water into the future, into the decades to come. So that project is underway, and we are so grateful that we've secured $177 million from the legislature in this last session. We're really grateful to our Lincoln delegation for helping provide some federal dollars to help support this massive public works project that we'll be undertaking for the next two decades. Uh, we have a long-term vision of making sure that we have redundancy, not just our plants on our well fields on the Platte, but also well fields on the Missouri. So we are working to ensure that, that we can manage through whatever Mother Nature throws our way. That's that's wonderful, and especially as I'm not young, but I'm not old either, and I, I like to to see that there are plans out there yeah. in, in place for the future. And as you met, I've got a two year old that I'd like things to be to be uh, to be in place for her and, and and everyone else her age as things go forward. As like you said, this project for the next couple of decades. Yeah, I mean, I when people ask me about it, I often say like we're building a cathedral. We are building something. We are laying the groundwork for something that we won't be around to cut the ribbon on, but it is so important for the future of Lincoln. And in the meantime, we will continue to expand our well field on the plat and make sure that we have water uh, into the into the future. Well, as you said, Mayor, as we're talking with Lincoln Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird here on LNK Today, uh, part of that funding is from the, the Nebraska legislature. For, for mm -hmm. you and from the city's perspective... I know we, we can see kind of the, the big things. We, we can see, well, there, there was a lot of back and forth. There, there was, they would come together on some things and be far apart on a lot of things. For, for you in the city's perspective, 
what was just kind of the the outlook and the and the summarization of how Lincoln viewed the the legislative session? <laughs> it was a year of incredible contrasts at the legislature. You know, on the one hand, we secured some really big wins, and I'm so grateful for the Lincoln delegation's role. Senators Bostar and Senator Wishart led this effort to help secure funding for a convention center, which is a catalyst for our economy. They helped secure the water source funding. Uh, we also have a new bill that is going to help us with recruitment and retention of our firefighters and police officers. So a lot of victories for our community. On the other hand, some of the, the more culture war issues that they were battling over over there have the potential to really make it harder to recruit workforce and and communicate to the nation that this is a place for everyone. And we need everyone to feel like they can belong in Lincoln because we need more people to move here or to stay here and work in our businesses and support our local economy and our future. So um, it was a mixed bag over there. I think mixed bag is a really good way to, to describe it, kind of across the technical board. Term. It's yeah. a technical term. Yeah. I, uh, I saw and uh, read yesterday that WalletHub uh, did a study of 149 cities across the country, and they ranked Lincoln sixth best-run city in America. Sixth? Uh, I, did, I missed that. Yeah, on several different categories. Mayor, how do you feel about that? Because obviously that means your staff is doing a good job out there um, making our city a place where people do want to come and stay for a long period of time. Well, thank you. I'm really, really proud of our city team and all the work they do to implement high-quality services efficiently for our community. So this is a real tribute to them. I'm super excited. And, of course, I like to get on my phone and text the mayors of Madison and Boise and talk about, like, <laughs> hey, we're coming for you, or hey, we're ahead of you. So it's it's a, it's kind of a fun competition among cities to, to perform well in these rankings. But really, it's all about the public value that we are providing to the residents of Lincoln and really, really proud of these results. Last minute here with Lincoln Mayor Leary and Gaylor Bear, and I've got to ask because uh, what we have on our Wednesday is what chaps your head Wednesday, and it'll be it'll be very mundane things for the most part, but kind of the the a few things we can always count on, and especially now that we get to the summer, it, it's roads and so much construction, and and I know that it's a catch twenty two of I hate the construction, but also if construction's not going on, the roads don't get fixed and they're not better, and uh, just kind of your your viewpoint as we are into traffic cone season. Well, traffic cones translate into smoother roads and better commutes and improved access despite the temporary inconvenience that they pose. So I think of those orange cones as a promise of a better future. And I, I, I appreciate the patience people have as, as there are detours uh, to allow for this important construction to happen all over the city. And, and really, this construction is a reflection of our community's priorities. I mean, people want better streets in Lincoln, and we're investing millions of dollars in making that happen. Um, and we also are obligated to do this. We've got the voter-approved Lincoln on the Move dollars. And, you know, over the course of the first term uh, in office in the next two years, we're going to invest an estimated $94 million in Lincoln Street. So that does translate into cones, but then it translates into results. So hang well, on tight. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. That's Lincoln Mayor Lear and Gaylor Baird. Uh, Mayor, thanks so much for your time this morning. Next time you're on, we'll have Jack, and I'm sure the conversation will be just as good. Probably not as, as great as with uh, with myself and Doug, but <laughs> it'll be close enough. We can check in and see if you wore anything besides cargo shorts. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mayor. All right. Say hi to Millie. Thank you.
855, LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Quick break. We'll come back. Sports here on KLIN. Is your business or organization impacted by the latest severe weather? Let Lincoln know by signing up under the Closings tab at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. With Jack Mitchell gone, I cannot imagine that there is anything at all that Bishop and I would rather talk about than the fact that both of our baseball teams got wins. Cubs and Cardinals. And hey, the Royals even won a game yesterday. It's a miracle. I didn't even know they were still a team in Kansas City. (laughs) I I thought they gave that up. I thought they just said, you know what? We're a football town now. We're just going to stay that. (laughs) They might. Or, Or soccer. Not a, not a bad little uh, soccer field down there as well. The pitch. They're going to have a World I've Cup never, game. Never been there. I've never been there either. What is it? Children's yeah. Mercy? Uh, I have no idea. I don't even know where it is. I don't know. what Because I think they might be named after, a, after a, a hospital place as well. Just like, you know, why are we naming places that sound like they should be a hospital, but it's actually an athletics venue? Uh, that's a great question. With many people who have been confused in Omaha when they say, I need to be taken to CHI Health Center, and some people end up at the hospital when they meant to go to the Creighton game and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it, it can be a little confusing. Well, I can Use tell you the right. word arena or something or Coliseum, you know, just so it doesn't, you know, a center, a medical center is a hospital, right? I, so. I can tell you that ambulance or that Uber driver was actually – Probably just a Husker fan saying, oh, you're trying to go to a Creighton game? We need to get you to a hospital and get you straightened out right now. we got to figure out what the diagnosis is. Yeah, because you don't want to watch good basketball. You I don't. You want to go to Lincoln and watch bad basketball. I want to watch bad basketball because that's my basketball, John. Okay? <laughs> it's my basketball. It's bad, and I love it. And Casey's back, so that, that's always good, too. Um, <laughs> Howard, like, you're not busy at all. Over, no. over these last several days, you no. guys are, uh, you're not chasing as many raccoons through the ceilings, but you are finding swords. Um, and it, <laughs> it, you already have half the field is gone. And yes. two more could be gone today. Just how, summarize for me and, and for, for the LNK Today listeners, the Lincoln audience, what this College World Series has looked like for you there in the booth as opposed to us listening to you 
on, on Westwood One or on 1620 or watching on TV and just seeing great game after great game? Well, it, it has been a really good College World Series, um, yesterday notwithstanding. Um, and, and we were due, right? Uh, you know, you can't have every game decided by three runs or less. I, 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 I looked up last year's and there were only three games in, of the 15 that were played in Omaha that were within three runs. And this year, the first six games were all within three runs. And, and yet, or I'm sorry, the first eight games. No, I'm getting my math right. I don't know. Either way, it, we, yes, eight games, eight games, six were within one run, one was within two runs, and the third one was in within three. So it was, it's been a really exciting series. We've had lead changes late, but the difference is the ballpark now has changed a little bit in the sense that the first three days, we didn't have whatever wind we had. It wasn't very effective, uh, and the ball was jumping out of the ballpark and we were on pace to set a record for home runs in that ballpark. Um, but the last three days now, the wind has been blowing in and we've had just one home run hit. And so, and with the field, you know, most of this field has a lot of power. I mean, LSU slugging team, Wake Forest slugging team, Florida slugging team, um, you know, TCU can hit the home run, but you know, they're a little more, you know, gap to gap small ball based but you know with teams like that they've been forced to play a little differently i mean lsu had all of 12 sacrifices all this season and they were squaring to bunt three or four times last night because you just weren't going to be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark and 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 so it's been enjoyable in that cuz i believe college baseball has a nice balance to it now it has a healthy balance mm-hmm. um you know we've we've gone through the various changes of you know, the bats changing in the early 2010s and making everything really tough to hit. And then the lower seam baseball. Now we've got the action clock. Uh, I think the pacing is a lot better. I think we've struck a really healthy balance in the game. And But what I like, though, is that we've seen two different sides of this ballpark based on how the weather conditions are. I don't know how bad the wind will be today. I don't think it'll be as brisk today. So it could be it could be a little bit more like it was the first three days, but it's been really exciting. I mean, you've got so many great players in this field. You're going to hear a lot of these names if you watch Major League Baseball. You're going to hear a lot of the names that are being mentioned this week in Omaha at some point within the next three, five, six years in the major leagues. Um, you know, Dylan Cruz is going to likely be the first overall pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he homered last night for LSU. Um, his teammate, Paul Skeens, who was over a hundred on the gun 40 times in his outing a couple of nights ago, he's going to probably be the number two overall pick Wyatt Langford from Florida who plays today. He'll likely be the number three pick. It kind of reminds me and some of our older listeners will relate, but it reminds me of when I was a kid growing up and you saw Roger Clemens, you saw Barry Bonds, you saw Will Clark. You saw Rafael Palmero. You saw some of these guys who, who eventually became great major league stars. I realize I just rattled off three of the four names who may not make the Hall of Fame because of steroids, but <laughs> trust me. I mean, yeah. back then, you know, they, they weren't quite on the juice, especially Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was skinnier than this water bottle that I'm looking at <laughs> when he played for Arizona State. But, but I think I, 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 I have a feeling we're going to look back on this World Series in a few years and say, man, we had a lot of star power there. 
um, and, and a lot of great players there. So it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully we get some good games today and then set up whatever championship final we end up with. Before we talk more about those, just because you brought up the what what eventually becomes the legacy of the College World Series, what players came out of it, besides obviously who wins, the games can be great, but a lot of times we look back and go, well, who was playing in that? How difficult is that on college baseball that it's going to take three to five years, whereas if we see someone play in the college football playoff the next year, they may be a starter in the NFL in in the Final Four or any time during March Madness, you'll see someone play and they might be a lottery pick and you're watching them in the NBA right away. How, how difficult is that for, for the sport of baseball that for most guys – the vast majority of them, there is not that I played college ball, I got drafted, and now I, I have the opportunity to be an impact player in the majors. Well, I guess it's, I mean, it's always been there, right? Because it, this has always been the way. And though I would say that there are times where the, um, the, the acceleration rate through the minors um, is, is quicker for the really elite players than it used to be. Um, but I, you know, th- there, there's still a chance you could see Dylan Cruz in a pirate uniform within two years or Paul Skeens in a, in a nationals uniform within two years because, you know, their stuff is so good. Um, but you're right. It, it is different than it is in basketball and football where you couldn't get, you know, almost immediacy. And, and, and baseball is always going to be that way. I, I don't, I'm, you know, outside of, you know the the minor leagues completely going away, which will never happen. The um, it's you know baseball's oh, the the relationship between the professional and the collegiate sports in baseball is very different than the relationship between the professional and the collegiate sports in football and basketball. There seems to be more cooperation at times. You know, with football, the colleges are the minor leagues, mm-hmm. and they don't want it to go away because that's their development system. Uh, basketball, it's kind of in between because you've got the international players. Obviously, you've got the one and dunners. And so the development side in the college game, while still there, it's kind of, it's kind of in between where it is with baseball. You know, it's, it's just, it's just the nature of the game. Um, and I really don't see how it's going to change very much. Um, you know, it would be nice, you know, and, and maybe, the thing to watch for is as NIL, you know, continues to grow, if we start to see more really, really uber talented high school players opt the college route mm-hmm. versus going to the minors, um, and because, you know, they can either make better money or have a better situation going that way than they are, you know, trying to sign a major league contract. Now, I realize, you know, if, if an 18-year-old who throws 100 miles an hour can get, you know, seven figures in a signing bonus, that's still going to beat anything he can get NIL-wise. But maybe like the next tier down of those high school players who, you know, are, are leaning the professional route may trickle more into the college ranks. We'll have to see. But the coaching in the college ranks has never been better. Um, I think the development is a lot better. And I think a lot of the major league teams are seeing that now, um, which is why, you know, you're going to see a lot of these names here in this week, plus guys that didn't make it to the college world series. You're going to see a lot of college names come off the board in the first round of the major league Mm. draft. 
I I love that point on the the NIL and maybe that because we've seen it keep some people in in college sports. I know mm-hmm. the COVID year is aiding into some of that, but uh, but keeping some players, especially on the women's side, because there just ha- there's not as much money in the WNBA as what Caitlin Clark can make at Iowa or exactly. some of the players at LSU. Now, like we locally, there's a really good kid at Norris baseball who's got the potential to be drafted pretty high. Or go play, go play baseball in the South, and play college ball for three years. That's going to be so interesting to watch how any of this really starts to play out. Because how how many guys? Well, Nebraska football has lost out on guys that have been in the major league baseball draft. What was it, Bubba? Uh, Bubba Starling. Bubba Starling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how now with Bubba Starling, he you know, he got a pretty, you know, who knows, who knows what the NIL could have been in that situation, but you know, the example you point out um is certainly a possibility in that um, you know, you if anything else, it can give you another bargaining chip, right? Because now you can turn, you know, to whatever scouts are looking at you and say, "Hey, you know, I've got LSU. I've got Florida. I've got Texas offering me this to come play baseball here. And you can use that as a bit of a bargaining chip and get the best deal for yourself. And, you know, it it might give you a little more leverage in terms of which team actually drafts you. Right. Because if, if, if you know that, you know, you might be slotted in a certain spot and there's a certain group of teams that are in there that have been talking to you, but you personally don't have, you know, you're like, oh, I don't really want to go to Toronto or I don't want to go to Milwaukee. Or, you know, pick whatever team. Kansas City. They, Kansas City. <laughs> you know, maybe they want to angle for a better, you know, situation in terms of minor league development, coaching, et cetera. Um, they can use that leverage and say, well, you know what? If I go play for, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan down at Florida or I go play for Tony Vitello at Tennessee – I can still make good NIL and I can get some great development. And in three years when I'm eligible, I'm going to get drafted in a better position and in a better situation likely than I am right now. So yeah, there is, there is that possibility out there. And now the difference is, you know, NIL, the NIL money for baseball, at least in in most places, isn't going to be what it is for football and basketball, obviously, but there are, you know, those, those schools, and we know where they're located, all south of the Mason-Dixon line, <laughs> who you know, who uh, who probably will be able to to squeeze that in. Yeah, the the spending in the South on sports is, I mean, that's more than what you're seeing in the Big Ten. By the way, top NIL activities by sport. Uh, this compensation, uh, the breakdown of compensation came down from Open Doors, and I just saw this yesterday. Football number one at thirty seven point nine percent. Then men's basketball at nine point seven, women's basketball six point or women's volleyball six point nine, women's basketball six point six, baseball then at six percent. That's interesting how close everything else is, and we knew football would be way out ahead. I would have anticipated that men's basketball would be a little further ahead of the rest of the pack, mm-hmm. but it's it's all it's all pretty close. And as we know, you know, different schools, different conferences, different regions of the country prioritize different things. Mm-hmm. In the South, baseball has a higher priority than, say, women's volleyball. But up here, women's volleyball probably has more of a priority over baseball right. 
Um, and, and, you know, and like in Iowa, wrestling probably has, you know, or women's basketball might have a higher priority. So, yeah, it all depends on, you know, because you can't, you'd love to spend it all everywhere, but obviously there are schools and leagues that have, you know, decided, hey, this is the way we're going to go here. This is the way we're going to go here. And, you know, that's why you see the dominance, the conference dominance that you have in some sports uh, versus others. Speaking of the spending in across regions more, I'll say regions more than conferences for the most part, but baseball stadiums in the South look like cathedrals. And yeah, they, they fill them up, but whenever you see Nebraska being in the, the Arkansas regional, that's a beautiful stadium, and I love what they've done outside of that. And you see Tennessee's baseball stadium. Is there going to come a time as all of this money is pumped into the conferences that the Big Ten gets a couple of stadiums that look anything like what we see in the South? Probably not. Again, because, you know, the culture of the Southeastern Conference is we're a baseball conference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, and that all started with Skip Burtman back in the early 1990s when he, you know, got LSU to the national championship. Before 1990, the SEC was a non-factor in baseball, but then LSU was like the Pied Piper and everyone followed suit. But it's no different than, you know, wrestling up here. The Big Ten is one. I don't remember what it is. It's like 20 of the last 22 or 23 men's wrestling championships. So some of the, and the other thing you, you, you have to consider in the Big Ten, you got a lot of these, you know, upper northern programs who play hockey, both men's and women's mm-hmm. hockey. That's an expensive sport. And so there's only, again, there's only so much to go around. And the other problem, and I've always felt this way about the Big Ten is the Big Ten, the Big Ten footprint is old school traditional baseball footprint, Chicago. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, Pittsburgh, you know, the, you know, the Philadelphia, these are all, you know, traditional old school professional baseball markets. You're not going to get a lot of people who are going to drive past guaranteed rate field and Wrigley field <laughs> to go watch a Northwestern baseball game. Yeah. That's just not the, 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 the culture of baseball just hasn't really sunk in in a lot of those places. So, you know, that's not to say that, you know, if Nebraska, because Nebraska does have some baseball, relatively good baseball history in the last 25 years. That's not to say that they couldn't try a, a, a smaller version of what Skip Burtman did at LSU. But, you know, it, that's that's all dependent on, you know, where the finances end up going and what Nebraska decides to prioritize. And I don't mean to pick on Nebraska, but that's where we are. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about. But I don't, I just, I don't, I don't see it only because so many other schools have already put so much of their time and energy into everything else that it it just, it doesn't make financial or common sense. And let's be frank, the rule or the, the schedule of baseball just does not lend itself as much to the Northern schools as it does to the Southern schools based on the calendar. I would just love to see a little bit more, and maybe it's not a giant. I, I would too. Maybe it's not a giant investment. Maybe it's just more of how the games are broadcast, so more people have access to it. Now that, that certainly could improve. Now Absolutely. that now that you have the the new Big Ten commissioner who's come from the MLB and, and worked on what their broadcast looks like outside of the blackout stuff <laughs> and outside yeah. of all of that, but with MLB TV. Uh, quickly, before we wrap up, John, on the games today, you've got Florida TCU and then Wake Forest LSU. 
Wake Forest through their first two games has led by a total of what is one inning, right? They've yep. only taken the lead in the bottom half of the eighth inning both times. What what are you what are you expecting from these games today? Because as you said, the wind is blowing in. Is it just lower scoring? Is it not going to be safe situations getting to the ninth? What 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 are you expecting from these games? Well, Florida's set up really good. They've got their number three starter, Jack Caglione, who's the nation's home run leader, too. He's a great two-way player. Um, he's set up today. TCU didn't go through as much of their bullpen, so they've got some more experienced arms at the back. If I had to, believe it or not, if I had to rank the teams that need to win today um, in terms of what I think they'll do, I think TCU is ahead of LSU, mm. only because Wake Forest is also set up similarly. They basically have a, a dual a double-headed, um, you know, pitching threat that they can throw out today uh, in Keener and Sullivan that um, LSU does not. I mean, LSU got an all-world performance last night from a guy who hadn't started all season. He pitched six-plus innings last night. And didn't even know he was starting until, like, didn't he get a text and then didn't wake he up He got a text from his hours? coach and then woke up two hours later to the text. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I would I would rank TCU's chances of winning today and extending the series a little bit ahead of LSU. But, again, if the if the wind isn't quite as much and, and TCU and guys like um, – Tommy White and 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 Dylan Cruz can can crank out you know a home run or two then LSU is going to be right in it but should be two really good games today uh, because once you get to this spot and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel I think you're going to see a different energy level from TCU and LSU today especially with LSU knowing that they lost to Wake Forest and and they felt they should have won that game and real quickly for those that don't know how does the schedule lay out for the rest of this College World Series. So it's it's if Florida and Wake Forest win today, they move on to the finals, which don't start until Saturday. If either TCU or LSU or both win, we'll play a winner-take-all in each of those brackets tomorrow. Friday is a scheduled off day. Saturday is the first day of the CWS Best of Three Finals. All right. Hey, thanks so much, Bishop. Enjoy listening to you. Looks like you guys are having a bunch of fun. Finding swords, wearing Oakleys, looking like you're in trouble taking pictures. But uh, enjoy listening to it. We'll talk again next week and wrap up what, uh, what's been a great College World Series. Awesome. Thanks, Caleb. There you go. John Bishop, Sister Station 1620 The Zone up there in Omaha. We'll wrap up LNK Today with Jack and Friends real quick when we come back next. Thanks, Malcolm. That'll do it for us here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends for a Wednesday. Thanks, John Bishop. Thanks, Lincoln Mary Leary and Gaylor Baird. Tomorrow, we're going to give away some Burt Kreischer tickets on Ticket Thursday. Doug, I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, and see all of you tomorrow, bright and early. LNK Today with Jack and Friends.